Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Talking USMLE podcast. My name is Dr. Paul. If this is your first time visiting, let me take this opportunity to welcome you to the show. Whether you're in pre-med, med school, or you're just looking for some tips on productivity, inspiration, motivation, and becoming successful, you're in the right place. Before we dive in, please do me a huge favor and let us know how we're doing by leaving us a rating. Five stars if you're enjoying the show. Let's not waste any more time. Let's dive in to today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. My name is Dr. Paul. I'm here with Dr. Stavros. Yes. Today, we are answering some of your Reddit questions. Like we like to peruse Reddit every now and then, and we see a lot of med students asking questions. Sometimes the answers are not that good. So we want to give a little bit of advice, if we can, to everybody who's asking questions. So whether we can help the person who actually asked it or just people who are, you know, reading through, hopefully this can be very valuable for you. Okay, so let's dive in. Awesome. Doc, you want to uh, read the first one or you want me to read it? Sure, I'll read it. Okay, yeah. so Ty, those literally guessed on half the exam today. Like, what was the point? So my suggestion and advice to everyone is to buy yourself a thesaurus and get good at synonyms and semantics because it was what the exam has become. It's no longer priority to test your knowledge, but how well you can wordsmith your way to the answer. Literally, most of the vignettes, you will know what the diagnosis is and what is going on, and you're expecting certain answer choices to be there. Nope, not there. This was me the whole freaking exam because they're more interested in how you good your how good your coin flipping skills are, and this was step two exam. So, uh, you want to jump in, Doc? I mean, it's hard to really comment on something like this because I've never heard anyone complain about the fact that you need to be a wordsmith. Yeah. Um, with that said, you should be able to navigate a step to CK vignette. Yes. Unless English is not your first language. Um, and you know, I could see like someone who's not in medicine having a hard time, maybe reading and understanding some of the Latin, some of the lingo, but if you're in medicine and you've done rotations and you've been through school guys, there's no reason why you should not understand, uh, what's going on in a vignette. I've never read a vignette in my life. English is my first language. Uh, I've never read a vignette in my life where I was, sitting there trying to figure out what they were asking me. So, you know, I don't mean any disrespect to the person who wrote this. Perhaps you are in a situation where, you know, English isn't your first language or you are perhaps not as prepared as you need to be and you're just not up to date on the lingo. But I wouldn't worry if you were getting ready for CK or step one even, I wouldn't worry that you're going to have trouble understanding what they're trying to ask you as long as you're adequately prepared. What do you think? No, I agree. Um, a lot of our friends, colleagues, students, current, previous, they're, they're from different parts of the world, you know, Europe and Asia. And it's hard because they have to learn English or they, they already know English and they have to read the vignette and pretty much translate it sometimes back into their language. But ideally, they get more and more comfortable in English. But you're right. If you study and you practice UWorld and other QBanks, yes, yeah, step two CK is juicier. It's a lot longer than step one. But in some instances, it could be a diagnosis, a treatment, could be just a simple question. So I would say you have to continue reading. And if you need a thesaurus or a dictionary or whatnot, there you go. Because if you want to practice medicine in the United States and you pass CK and then you get into residency, wouldn't you have to be, you know, know how to type anything because you have to write your notes? And then step three, 
So this is a good maybe alert or reminder or kind of wake up call that perhaps you need more time to study and prep because it is a long road moving forward. Doesn't stop at step two. So you have to be prepared. And if you have difficulty now, then adjust, assess, fine tune yourself or reach out for help. Either one. You have to really buckle down and get it going. So. And, you know, this is also not that it really matters, but, you know, the, the question was riddled with poor spelling. Um, so that doesn't really lend credibility to someone's ability to spell or understand English. Anyway, moving yep. on. I mean, so good luck, guys. All right. All right, next one. Uh, so the title is 14 point lower on UWAS2 than UWAS1 exam in a week. So the, the post, is, the title says it all. Three weeks ago, U, U World Assessment 1 was 244. Two days ago, U World Assessment 2 was 230. Exams in a week. Worried about possibly failing the CK because I heard of how hard it is. Any advice for this last week? Expected score. Thanks. What do you so, think? So, okay. So you did two assessments, right? Fine. Um, for you, for, for this person thinking about posting this and being worried, my, my concern is, A, you shouldn't be feeling worried. Ideally, if you do, you have to take a step back. B, did you do any other uh, assessment exams and BMEs? How long yeah. have you been studying for? If you're just giving us two assessments and that's great, and now it went down, the reason why it could go down, obviously, is every exam that's given isn't the same exact percentage. It's not going to be exactly. here, exactly. here, which then tells me you're not strong all across the board. Your, your strengths and weaknesses are not balanced. And on the first test, you did much better because you had maybe either uh, easier, I mean, questions that you were more familiar with as far as topic, or perhaps you had a good day. Either way, I would feel comfortable walking into a CK exam that have a consistent amount of scoring on the same, similar range, which then mm -hmm. I would say to this individual, obviously I'm not sure, this is two days ago posted, so I wouldn't go in, I'd make sure I take more NBMEs, I would fine tune myself accordingly and see where my weaknesses are and go from there. Or else you can't go in and just hope, flip a coin and say, well, I hope I pass. Because if you don't, my friend, it's on your score, it's on your record, and that damages your chances for certain residency spots. That's my, my two, my two cents. You're exactly, I mean, you're, I would have said the exact same thing. It, all it has to do is, is with distribution of topic questions. How do you fix that problem? You get strong across the board, but yeah. how do you know where your strongest, where your weakest? You have to use assessment. You can't just use two, like you said. You have to take NBMEs too. I, I sure as hope that you took NBMEs, not yeah. just U-World assessments. Because yeah. if you didn't, then that's kind of a big misstep. But um, you got to get strong across the board. And if you are seeing big shifts, that's also not a massive shift. It's only 10-ish points. If it was 30 points, I would be a little more worried. But, you know, yeah. you could take the exam and you could be 15 points higher. Could be 15 points lower. Good but point. you, have to, you have to take these the weaknesses you get from these assessments and work on them. That's really the only way to overcome something like this. And I want students to remember this, and most likely you do, whoever's watching and listening. Because you put in three weeks of more studying, it's not going to be guaranteed you're going to get a higher score. Because then I would ask, how many hours were you studying a day? How many hours effectively were you studying? Were you covering the right information? Were you doing the questions the right way? Were you reading the explanations the right way? Or were you just kind of cutting corners? Because if that's the case, I could study for a whole year and I would score 270, which isn't the case. So again, it's not, it's not a direct correlation where the more you study, the better you're going to get. You have to adjust and you have to adapt week by week to know 
to assess yourself. Am I doing well? If I'm not, I have to jump in and fix it. And that's why sometimes reaching out for help helps because if you don't have anyone looking in and helping you, week or three weeks go by and you're actually stuck in the same spot, if not worse. So just be careful, that's all. Yep. That's all there is to say. That's all there is. All right, let's see. All right, next one. You want to do the next one? Um, sure. Is that the So Nervous Going, that one? Yes, yes. Okay, let's check it out. Okay, so step two question. So Nervous Going into Step 2 CK on Monday, and that was uh, posted through two days ago. Title says it all. I feel like reading all of these posts about the exam it seems impossible, and I feel pretty demoralized that all the studying will be for naught. Should I trust my U.S. Uh, world uh, self-assessment exam 243? Is it worth taking the free 120 at this point? I'm not sure what to focus on this weekend. It seems like there are infinite things to review. Thoughts, Doc? So this is, it blows my mind how, how yeah. people can be so close to an exam and not know what to focus on. You guys are, are basically just doing questions, reviewing first aid, and it seems like you're, or whatever book you're using for CK, but you don't have a plan in place because if you had a strategic plan in place, you would be systematically fixing your weaknesses yep. while also consistently reviewing your strengths and your previously covered topics. And then as you got closer to your exam and you had more assessments, you would narrow down the things that you really need to work on last minute. So if you were going, this person's taking their exam. So, you know, hopefully you did well. Actually, yep. I think it would be today. But if you're in the process of getting ready for CK or even step one, you, ha you can't just move forward without a very well laid out hour by hour, day by day, week by week plan. Everything has to be detailed down to the hour. That way you don't fall into the situation where the exam's in two days and you're saying, I don't know what to do now. You can't do that. It all comes down to being prepared and systematically writing out everything you're going to do so that everything is covered. You work on weaknesses, bring them up to strengths, and then anything that might be something you consistently forget or you know maybe some last minute things like micro, those are things you can maybe review last minute. But another point here is two days out from the exam, you should be just relaxing and you're not going to learn anything new two right. days out. You know, you've studied for months and months and months. What's two more days of cramming going to do for you? If you are you, 243 on your assessment, pretty good. I wouldn't worry um, saying that people are saying the exams is impossible. Don't, don't let, first of all, stop reading all these posts and stop looking for people to confirm your own self doubts. That's a big problem. You know, you're scored a 243. Why would you go and read all kinds of horror stories about how people did poorly on an exam? It's the worst thing you could do surround yourself with people who are actually going to lift you up, not sure. tear you down. That's why forums absolutely despise forums because it's pure negativity. Reddit's also a lot of negativity, but it's also a good place to, you know, help people. Yeah. But like if, if you're, if all you're getting is, you know, these, these, this feedback that's just crushing your spirits, here's a hint, stop reading it. But you got a 243, you're probably going to do fine on the exam but you have to, anybody who's reading this who will be taking their exam in the future, you have to make sure that you work on your strengths and or work on your weaknesses, make them strengths and have something to work on in the last week or two that will give you the most bang for your buck, which will usually be any weaknesses that remain. I mean, if I was studying for any of the exams now, I, per, I we having social media and you have Reddit and you have all these different other platforms, I would not even look at anything the week before. 
because if this individual is nervous, you get nervous, you get a little scared, you want to maybe get like a little bit of um, hope and hey, listen, you're going to do great. But then when that negativity comes in, you can't stop thinking about it. So why not just continue studying one week before, even two weeks before, don't even search anywhere, anything, have confidence in yourself, or maybe you have a team, students, colleagues, friends in a program that can kind of help you out too, like a little network within the network. Because if you just look out for, look online for advice, you're going to get the wrong advice sometimes, you know? So just going to be careful. Like I see the free 120, people bring that up all the time now because they launched a new thing, right? USMLE stated that they're going to do something new for step one and step two CK. So we've been getting bombarded with questions. And again, thank you for all the questions, but same question. What do I have to do? How do I change my studying? Don't change anything. Continue studying as scheduled. Shoot for the stars. Be limitless. Get, try to get you 270. Don't start changing the way to study. How are you going to change? The topics are still there. Might be 20%, 18%, 17%, 22%. Big deal. It's the same thing. Don't think that way. If you do, it's a mentality, well, if it's on the test, should I really study for it? Please don't think that way. Guys, honestly, just cover it all. Take your time. Be structured. Have a discipline. Have a schedule. You'll be fine. I mean, yeah. there's no shortcuts. There's no shortcuts. Uh, one more. You want to do one more? Yeah, let's go. All right. So the title is DO student with a step one score of 212. Any tips on programs to apply to? So the, the comment is, I've not taken step two yet, but was wondering if anyone has some idea on programs that may suit the step one score. Based on a residency explorer, many programs have listed their average step one score at 210 to 225, which you fall into. But it's hard to narrow down all the schools and know how accurate that is. My ideal choice would be somewhere in Florida, and USF is my top choice if it's possible. Does anyone know how realistic USF would be? Perhaps someone has ideas for other schools that I should add to my list. Thank you for any advice you may have to offer. What are your thoughts? So a couple things. DO and MD ideally are very similar, but they're taking different exams. The DO is take the complex. So being that you have resident explorer, you have different programs out there that will help you. Ideally, every program is going to list their minimum uh, criteria. It doesn't mean that because you don't fit, even though you do, this individual does, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that because you have a 212 and they have a 210 cutoff that there's not going to be a good chance. Granted, step one score, you took this. Step two, I would shoot for the stars. Like we always tell our students, right? The higher, the better. Yes. To for your 212. Yes. Um, ideally, I would reach in to see what the, what, the, what the program requires, what their first year residents are, second year residents. Are they, you know, AMGs, IMGs? Obviously, are they from similar schools like yourself? Anything is possible. I would do the research. I would then go ahead and see about social media, keep studying, score very high. Anything is possible, but if you start thinking, is it possible? Can I do it? I mean, people might tell you, no, it's not possible. What are you going to do? Walk away? No. Study. Figure out why you scored a 212 on step one. And at that point, fine-tune yourself and shoot for a higher score on step two. And then at that point, also see what the program is required of you. That's what I would say, to start off at least. Yeah, and another thing, this student doesn't say what specialty it is that they want to get into. Yep. So that that would dramatically change the answer to, can I get into USF, which is a good mm -hmm. school? Well, if you want family or internal or peds, probably. If you want plastic surgery, with step one that low, probably not. But the CK is, is something that we've seen this with so many of our students. The CK can really make up for a lackluster step one score. Uh, we, have, we know people who scored sub 200 on their step ones 
came back with 230 plus on CK and then got into their top choices. Yeah. You just need to come back. I wouldn't even worry about this right now. Don't start, you know, looking too far into this. Focus on the next step. I always tell our residency roadmap students, you've got these goals, which is great. What's the most important next step we need to take so that you are positioning yourself for success? So, you know, you might want to say, I want to take step three before I apply so that I have that. Okay, great. But what's the next thing in line? Step two, CK. Yes. You need to crush CK. Don't even think about anything else till you crush that CK. Um, with that said, um, you can easily look up if you just have one school you want to go to, you mm -hmm. can put in a little bit of uh, legwork and find out anything and everything you need to about that program. Yeah. Ask around, network on Instagram. You know, our, we have students networking and creating all these contacts in their desired school. So start networking. Yeah. Um, but all the information is out there. You just need to dig in and find it. But I wouldn't get, I wouldn't, Feel bad about your score. Uh, it's not great, but it's not terrible. But you have CK out of you, so crush it. That's the best you know, thing you can do. And that's something that you just bring up that I want the students watching and listening to pick up. Your priority is the next step, right? A lot of students, we help them. We, we do this all the time with our students. Like a lot of yeah. times, our students in our program love them, and we all love them, but it's a human mind. You start thinking about the next step, the next two steps, other steps, you know, sidestepping. Yeah. And we put them back on track like, listen, you want to think about interview, you know, interview uh, training, that's a year from now. Let's focus on what you have to focus on now. So I would tell the student like we have been, 212, why'd you score 212? Work on your study habits, scheduling, study plan, you know, routine, dis being disciplined. And instead of worrying about anything else, destroy your CK. At that point, move on. Reach out to us, see what we can do for you as much as we can for our residency roadmap program students, that's all. That. Yeah. And like you said, people are focused on so many things. That's when they get overwhelmed. We deal with this too. You know, half of what we do is, is calming people down and saying, listen, you're getting overwhelmed and you're getting demotivated because you're thinking of all the things I have to do. You look at the top of the mountain and you say, how am I ever going to get to the top? You know how you get to the top of a mountain? One step at a time. Exactly. And you can't, get to, you can't get five feet ahead of you until you take the next step perfectly so that you can then move forward. You have to make sure that every step is done. And medicine's a long game, guys. You can't just, you know, snap your fingers and everything's there. Everything needs to be done correctly and to the best of your abilities. That's the only way to put yourself in the best position for success. And you just follow that strategy. Don't get overwhelmed with everything you need to do. Keep it in mind and have a long game, have a long plan and think long term, but focus your energy on the very next thing. Love it. That's exactly. it. Yeah. And that's all, that's all we got for you guys today. So if you have any questions or comments, drop them in the comment section below. Thank you guys for stopping by. We appreciate it. Don't forget to like this video. We would highly appreciate it if you do so. Don't forget to subscribe, hit that notification button. And thank you all for stopping by. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Real Dr. Stavros. I'm at Real Dr. Paul. We'll see you guys on the next episode. See you guys. Bye-bye. Thank you all for listening. I hope you found that to be helpful. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at RealDrPaul and you can follow Dr. Stavros at RealDrStavros. I hope you found this episode to be helpful. If you did, please don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and leave a review so we know if you're finding the show to be helpful. We thank you for listening to the show. We know that you could be anywhere right now, but you've decided to spend your time with us. And for that, we're forever grateful. Thank you all for stopping by. We'll see you on the next episode.